0: This is Real Presence Live on the RPR Network, bringing you stories of faith and hope through local hosts and guests from across the Upper Midwest. Now, back to the show.
1: Thanks for staying with us on Real Presence Live. I am one of your hosts this morning, Brandon Clark, joined by.
2: And the other host. The other John host. John Clark.
1: Who goes by John. <laughs>
2: <laughs> we, if that's your real name. Yeah.
1: <laughs> we just finished a, oh, gosh, a wonderful conversation with Father Mitch Paqua about his new book. Wheat and tears, restoring the moral vision of a scandalized church. We could have talked to him for an hour just about the things that he covers in there and how ultimately we need to... Repentance requires humility to admit responsibility for the sins committed and how we can find healing in that. So if you missed any of that segment or any of our previous segments with Sam Guzman or Ryan Hardy, please check out the podcast later today at realpresenceradio.com. You can also find it on the Real Presence Radio app. You really do not want to miss this. And also, if you've enjoyed any of our conversation this morning, Real Presence Live is Monday through Friday, 9 to 11 a.m. Central. So invite a friend to tune in and listen. John, this has been such a great morning so far.
2: Yes, I think we should be naming this, uh, this show of ours, uh, The Sons of Thunder.
1: <laughs> there was once. <laughs> there was once a Sons of Thunder. And uh, yeah, just it's so fantastic just you know, in, in hearing Father Mitch talk about how Jesus really only had sinners to choose from. You know, and he is, he talked about the brokenness in each of them, and yet how they are the great saints that we now know. Identify
2: with the sin, but also realize that those sinners are now saints. So, what what does that give? It should give us a lot of strength and courage to do the exact same thing. Exactly. Just understand where it is and, and,
1: Become a saint. So we have the ability to work through these hurts and work through these wounds. And there's one person we have on the phone now who knows that quite well, as she has worked through her own struggles to be able to help those who are also struggling. So let's welcome in Maura Presler. Good morning, Maura. Hi, thank you so much for
3: having me. It's great to be here.
1: Yeah, thanks for being on with us. Maybe just start by telling us a little about yourself. We know that you're in San Diego, California, so how do you have a connection with the listening area here in in Fargo and and the Upper Midwest?
3: Yeah, so my husband uh, is Michael Presler, who uh, his mom is Shelly Presler, who is on your show quite a bit. And we were married in, his hometown is Bismarck, so we were married in Bismarck, North Dakota. And we, we go there quite a bit to visit
1: as well. Wonderful. So tell us a little bit about yourself, not necessarily your story, but just kind of your state of life and, and where you're at now.
3: Yeah, so I'm 35, I'm married, and we have three little boys, uh, Pio, Noah, and Luke. They're five, four, and one, so they keep me on my toes, keep us on our toes. Um, we... We actually live in Denver, Colorado, Okay. and yeah, we live in Denver. We just bought our first house about a year ago, and I run Meet in His Image, which is a nonprofit that helps women recovering from eating disorders and abuse, and I just got my first book published, Choosing to CBD, but um, the Catholic Psych Press, Dr. Greg Pitaro of the Catholic Psych Institute published it, so I'm really excited for this next chapter and mission God has me on.
1: Yeah, Dr. Bataro is just doing incredible things in our Catholic world. And, you know, I think he's seen a lot of frustration. I mean, he's a Catholic psychologist. He's seen a lot of frustration in psychology and different things like that, secularly, that he's really branched out and, and tried to bring it back to a Catholic perspective. So I think it's great that you're, you've partnered with him to be able to get this message out.
2: Can you say Yeah, the, I'm really excited. Say the name of your book again, if you would, please, Mara. Choosing
3: to see beauty.
2: Choosing to see beauty.
1: I love that name. I I, I love the way that it's put. It's a choice, right? So maybe you could talk a little bit about choosing to share your struggles with others and seeing that there is beauty in that.
3: Absolutely. So I really believe that when faced with suffering, people can go one of two ways. They can really step towards the pain and try to find healing in their own life or they can turn away from God. And I've seen a lot of people do that when confronted with great suffering. And I chose to start my ministry and publish this book, and, you know, I, I speak nationally um, because I want to help other people, inspire them that recovery is possible, hope is possible. Um, father. We have a good, good father, and I think there's a lot of misconception with a father wound. There's so many things to unpack here, but um, I just want to help inspire people to choose to see the good because life is, you know, life is hard, but it's also beautiful. And I'm living, you know, a beautiful, messy life right now, but I, I know I wouldn't be where I am today without the help that I received. So I want to hopefully, you know, God will use this to help inspire others to make that choice to step towards their pain and find healing.
2: Exactly. Recognize what you're going through before you've gone through it.
3: Absolutely. Yeah. I'm I grew up in a very dysfunctional and abusive home and, you know, abuse is generational. And until we face those wounds, you know, children are giving coping mechanisms and I had a lot of dysfunctional ones until I, you know, faced that, faced my past. I couldn't, I couldn't be, you know, in a healthy, stable relationship. And Mm. that's why we see so much, you know, disorders and addictions because it's not really about the disorder and the addiction. You know, I had a very serious eating disorder and people always think, oh, eating disorders, that's about the food. It's not, it's not about the food. It's about like control. And until we, you know, peel those layers back and really work on what is going on underneath, we can't find healing.
1: You know, I wonder, Maura, if you could just dive into your story a little bit, talking about the abuse to the level you're comfortable with and, and how that eating disorder played a part in wanting to control things and, and make things better, even though it really wasn't going to.
3: Yeah. Um, so I'm the fourth of seven children. I grew up in Northern New Jersey and we looked like the perfect Catholic family. You know, we went to Sunday mass, we went to daily mass, we prayed the rosary, we celebrated the feast, feast days. And from a young age i just learned how to keep secrets because we lived in such a you know domestic violence filled home and it was really hard like i just had such a low self-esteem because of the environment that i was living in and from a young age eighth grade i started to associate beauty with weight mm. and um it was then that i just like had this number that i wanted to reach on the scale and i remember. You no, know, I old, I started running when I was five years old, so I'm I'm athletic, and I, I weight was never something I had to worry about. Mm-hmm. But I remember coming home from school one day and telling my mom that I was going to stop eating desserts and I was going to lose all this weight. And she kind of looked at me like I she didn't really know what to say. And I started losing weight, and people started noticing, and I was getting this false attention that I really wanted, and so it kind of egged me on to keep going. And I developed very unhealthy you know, coping mechanisms and behaviors and the mm. eating disorder was just something that I could control in my own life. My home life was just spiraling out of control. So the more out of control the home life was, the more I clung to this disordered
1: eating. Was there a, 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 an interior lie being told to you? You know, you talked about associating beauty with weight, that in an abusive home, you could. You weren't seen as beautiful, you weren't seen as the beloved daughter you know you are now in your identity. Was there any correlation in that and seeking out true beauty?
3: Oh, absolutely. And, you know, even when I, you know, I had medical intervention and, you know, put the weight back on, I still had these, like, burning questions in my mind, like, who am I? What is my purpose in life? You know, who is God, and where is He in the midst of all this pain, and why is He allowing this evil to happen? And it wasn't until I actually went, I spent a summer in Calcutta, India, with the Missionaries of Charity, mm-hmm. uh, well, six weeks out of the summer, and we prayed holy hours every day in front of the Blessed Sacrament, and I heard a talk on God the Father's love, mm-hmm. and that's when my mindset kind of started to shift, and I, when I heard this talk on God, God the Father, I was like, it was like my heart was just like, this is it. Like, this is what I've been searching for, a loving Father that I I can't associate, you know, within my own home. But that's when kind of my mindset started to shift, and I started—the grace from the Holy Hours was just <laughs> remarkable. And I came home from India, and I kept praying Holy Hours in front of the Blessed Sacrament. I knew where all the adoration chapels were around <laughs> town, <laughs> and oh, I would <laughs> find myself there every day. Cold were and, you?
2: when you experienced I, this i was a
3: senior in college okay okay yeah
2: well that's that's so that's, that's okay. life changing to go halfway across the world and experience that and to be able to bring that home and and really um make it a true part of your life and so it, was that part of the drive to develop this your your website which is um made in his image
3: yes it was so after After that, I went to IPS, which is the Institute of the Psychological Sciences in Arlington, Virginia. And I had like a full psych evaluation, and they were the ones that encouraged me to seek out further healing. They helped find me a Catholic psychologist in Nashville, Tennessee. So I was living on the East Coast, and I moved to Nashville to kind of start a new life and began trauma therapy. And the doctor that I saw there was the one who inspired me to do something with the pain that I had been through. And that's how I started my ministry.
1: Wow, that's beautiful. We'll talk more about this ministry and just the different layers of healing and finding healing and helping work through that trauma as we continue our conversation with Maura Presler on Real Presence Live right after this. Stay with us. <music>
0: This is Mike Kidrowski, Director of Advancement for Real Presence Radio with a creative gift planning tip. Do you want to make sure Real Presence Radio continues to receive your support in perpetuity? This can now be accomplished by establishing an individual endowment account in your name with a minimum gift of $10,000. A distribution will be made annually in your name to assure future generations will continue to hear the good news of the gospel of Jesus Christ through the mission of Real Presence Radio. To learn more about establishing an individual endowment for Real Presence Radio, a gift which will last in perpetuity, please call me, Mike Kidrowski at 701-290-4503. State tax credits may apply in some states. Let's get started.
4: So I fell in love with Catholic radio in college, actually. And I think my mom is listening to this right now, which is wonderful. (laughs) just use, I mean, yeah, Catholic radio is usually on at home and in most of my family's vehicles, but I started listening to it while driving back and forth to work, um, just, like, falling in love with some of the different programs, and and then I would, like, go to my Bible study later in the evening and just share the different things that I had learned on that day on Catholic radio, to the point where I think my Bible study attendees thought that I was some, like, secret Catholic radio, like, prom- promotions officer, but it played a huge role in my life, and I, when I learned that I was going to be placed at Rock Hill State this year I was very excited to move back into an area that had real presence radio because um, I, I missed it these last two years um, serving at a different campus so I'm very excited to you know be able to listen to some of the local programs but also like the um, like nationwide programs.
0: are listening to Real Presence Live. Now, back to more inspirational and uplifting stories and a look at the extraordinary things happening in our local area, heard right here on the RPR Network.
1: Made in his image. That is what we are talking about now on Real Presence Live. I'm one of your hosts, Brandon Clark, joined by...
0: Hiya,
2: John
1: Clark. John Clark. Made in his image, our identity as beloved sons and beloved daughters, and no one well, I shouldn't say no one, but one person who knows this well and coming to discover her identity is Mora Presler, and she's joining us this morning. Thanks for staying with us, Mora.
3: Absolutely. It's been great to be here.
1: So we talked in the first half of this interview about the abuse you endured and how when you were a senior in college, you spent time with the Missionaries of Charity over in India for six weeks, which was just a life-changing time for you as you engaged in holy hours in the healing of our Lord and, and heard a talk about discovering the fatherhood of our heavenly father and how that became your identity as his beloved daughter. One thing I want to talk about though, because I think it's probably a big part that everyone must face at some point in the healing journey. And let's talk about this from a personal level, but then also from the level of made in his image and how you work with women who have experienced trauma and that's forgiveness. At, at some point we have to face forgiving those who have hurt us. Can you talk about that as it relates to your journey and how it relates to made in his image and helping women work through their struggles, their pain and trauma?
3: For sure. So it was the second half of my therapy journey about the second year that my doctor brought up forgiveness. And when he did, I you know, I was just like, I just don't think I can forgive my dad and my mom and other men who have hurt me. Um, but as we started talking more about it, you know, I learned that if I don't forgive, it's going to prevent me from experiencing the freedom and the joy that God wants for me. I think a part of me was like holding on to the pain because I thought that if I forgive, it's going to like almost excuse their behavior. Mm. But as I healed and went through like the therapy journey and the process, I learned that forgiveness doesn't excuse their behavior. But if I don't forgive, it's going to, their behavior is going to destroy me. You know, like I have the rest of my life to live here. And If I don't forgive, it's preventing me from going forward. And I just want to say, like, forgiveness is a choice. It's not one thing that we wake up and we're just like, okay, like, I I didn't just wake up and was like, oh, my gosh, I forgive my dad and, like, this is over and done. Um, it's It's a journey, and I still, you know, to this day make that choice to forgive him. It gets easier over time, and I think that we know you know, one thing I, I asked my doctor, I was like, how will I know when I've forgiven him? And he said, like, the pain will be so much less. You know, I experienced really horrible nightmares. I suffered from chronic depression and post-traumatic stress disorder. And one of the side effects of that was really horrible nightmares. Mm. And I would just wake up in the middle of the night and just be, like, bawling. And these nightmares were so debilitating to for me. And as I healed, I could see that, like, the nightmares became less and less. Mm. And I developed better coping strategies and tools, you know, to, to work through this pain. Um, but forgiveness is such a huge part of that. And one other thing that I read that was super helpful for me was my favorite book, The Return of the Prodigal Son by Henry Nowen. And that book was so transformative for me. It talks about, you know, how at one point in our life we're all we're all the the... You know the prodigal son, and then we're all also older, the elder son, who was filled with resentment and anger. And if I didn't forgive, you know, I was going to live the rest of my life in, you know, anger and resentment. And how we're all called to become the father. And it was really powerful. So I'd recommend that book, "Read the Return of the Prodigal Son" by Henry Mallon.
1: Thank you for sharing that. I think it's something that you know, we all, like I said, have to work through no matter what we have gone through in life, maybe it's not something that extreme, Mm -hmm, that dramatic, but we all have to learn about forgiveness. Is Mm -hmm. that really what helped found Made in His Image or what was it that brought it together and makes Made in His Image what it is?
3: Yeah, as I was leaving one of my last sessions, my doctor looked at me and he said, you know, I just want you to know that everyone suffers in life. And it's what we do with our suffering that matters. And I just felt like at a young age, you know, I was—I was—I think I was 20, 25, I had just been given such a great gift, you know, from this doctor and the mental health care that I had received. And there's such a stigma associated with mental health, especially like with Catholicism. And people think that, oh, we just pray away, like, you know, these, these issues. And that's a very dangerous mentality to have. And there wasn't really anything out there for women to know that, like, it's okay to go to counseling. It's okay to take medication. Like, it's okay to take care of yourself. And that's why I started Made in His Image, and the name was just so powerful for me because, you know, with my history of an eating disorder and just disordered thinking, I found so much freedom and confidence in knowing who I am as a daughter of God and that God is my father, and that no matter how, you know, no matter where I've come from, God is always there for me and he's always going to be there for me. So that's kind of how the mission and the name came to fruition.
2: That's, that's very powerful. I, I have a question. Let's say there is a, someone listening to us right now and um, there's a woman and they're driven to go to your website. Um, what, are, what are they going to see? How, how are the practical tools? What kind of uh, encouragement or direction might it provide?
3: Yeah, so it's madeinhisimage.org. Please, please, please go visit. We are very active on... There's our Facebook link on there, our Instagram link, our Twitter. Um, we have a blog on there. And the most powerful thing that we do is we have support groups all over the country... So you can get in touch with me and find a support group. I'm actually just starting, I just started, um, like a private Facebook group also where I'm helping connect people, like in real life so that they can go off and like join their own, you know, different groups and like make friends through this process. Um, so we just, we, you know, we seek to provide like encouragement and support because social media, why it is such a beautiful place, it can also be a very dangerous place, especially for women, constantly comparing to other women and so much criticism, and we just want to be a positive light in the darkness.
2: You do, possibly so we also help... Excuse oh, me, go ahead.
3: No, we. Um, one of my favorite things to do is help connect people with mental health professionals all over the country. So I have, like, a map on my website where, you know, there's all Catholic um, professionals all over that they can find someone in their area to also help find
2: healing. You also do some public speaking, correct? I do, yeah. Yes. Yeah. So what do you, what, cool do you see, what do you see? What do you see out there? I mean, you're traveling around and and uh, mm-hmm. you know you're you're encouraging uh, women who have the, a lot of the same things that you're dealing with and others and more. I should say. What What are you seeing out there? Is there I mean, there's obviously a need, right? Oh,
3: there's such a need. Oh my gosh, there's just so much woundedness and brokenness. And just resentment and frustration and anger and just sharing my story, I've seen that God has just provided hope like to a lot of people. You know, it's, it's, it's not me, it's God, and I'm so grateful that He's using, you know, that He chooses to use me as an instrument in this. And I've, I've seen, like, women, you know, write me years later, like, oh, I came to your talk, you know, in Virginia, and now I went to therapy, and now I'm married and have a family, and it's just so cool to see, like, how God has used it. Like, I never in a million years would have thought that He would have used me in this way. I used to hate public speaking in, in school. (laughs)
1: <laughs> it's amazing how God takes our misery yeah. and makes it our yeah. ministry. So, Mora, thanks so much for being on with us oh, this morning. thanks for having me. If you've been inspired by what Maura's been saying, maybe you need help yourself or you know somebody who's in need of healing from trauma they've experienced, visit madeinhisimage.org. That's madeinhisimage.org. Thanks again, Mora. Thank you so much. All right. Well, we are at the end of the show. Thanks so much for tuning in to Real Presence Live today. Stay tuned. To- oh. I'm just kidding, Eli. I'm not going to
0: do that to you.
1: I'm not going to do that to you. Eli, what's coming up next on Real Presence Live?
0: Hey, thanks, Brandon. Great show today. Got another good one coming up for you. Monday morning, 9 to 11 a.m. Central, right here on the Real Presence Radio Network. That'll be hosted by Paul Braun and Janine Bitson, coming to you live from Putt for a Purpose Golf Tournament at Rose Creek Golf Course here in Fargo, North Dakota. They'll start off the show visiting with Dennis and Judy Miller, talking about the journey to the priesthood through the eyes of a parent. Then Brady Borslin of the Diocese of Fargo will talk about reaching youth all over the diocese. Plus, Steve Jones from the Diocese of Fargo will tell us the purpose behind the tournament. All that and a whole lot more is coming up on the next Real Presence Live, 9 to 11 a.m. Central, right here on the Real Presence Radio Network. Back to you.
1: Thanks, Eli. Great job. Uh, John, we have a couple minutes here, so biggest takeaway from today?
2: I think that there, again, are a lot of a lot of support mechanisms out there, whether it be You know, a prayerful book to read to to help you on your journey to try to regain a lot of uh, some of the trust in the church. Uh, And for Morrow's talk about um, the other the resources out there, and again recognizing the fact that these things exist, and so to use those specific tools certainly. um, uh, You know, and and Ryan was kind of a cherry. You know, on on the top of it all, I mean, to to have uh, a young man. Who loves the Lord and is not afraid to talk about it and praises Him through the music uh, is is was pretty special too. And of course, the Catholic gentleman. I mean, there's so much to take away from this. You know, that's a wrong question to ask me. I think.
1: <laughs> yeah, no, I think it's it's really great. What we see here is just beauty displayed on so many different mm-hmm. levels, and that's really the greatness of God is that there's beauty in so many things. Even the challenges, even the hurts, even the trauma. You know, I was at a men's retreat a few weeks ago and one of the speakers said the holes in his soul, in, in his heart, weren't just, haven't just been filled with dirt. They are wellsprings for God's grace and God's glory, which I think is really amazing. And we really see that lived out in Mora's life, in Father Mitch's life. You know, whatever hurts we have been through, God can heal those and make them into beautiful things so we just want to thank you for tuning in this morning to real presence live if you have missed any of our show please check out the podcast at realpresenceradio.com also on our smartphone app and stay with us for more great programming on real presence radio we've got more to life next with the pop checks they're great you don't want to miss them we'll see you next time
0: this has been real presence live on the real presence radio network